This is Hardy Midday, Hardy County's daily radio news program. For the next 10 minutes, we will bring you the latest in local news and events, sports, weather, agriculture, and much more. If you have an upcoming event in Hardy County, feel free to send it to hardymidday at gmail.com. Please remember to include any necessary information about your event in your message. Hardy Midday is brought to you by First National Bank of Wachula, 406 North 6th Avenue in Wachula, and online at fnbwachula.com. Hardy Midday starts now. Good afternoon, Glenn here. Today is Wednesday, October 4th, and welcome back to Hardy Midday here on Rule Country 102.1 The Outlaw, brought to you by Hardy County's hometown bank since 1960, First National Bank of Wachula at 406 North 6th Avenue, right here in Wachula. Starting off with your local news from 2.20 p.m. to 2.50 p.m. today, FEMA will conduct a nationwide test of the emergency alert system. Radio and TV stations, as well as all powered on cell phones will receive the alert. This is only a test and no action or response is necessary. And in Highlands County, Parker Stephen Carney, age 20 out of Zolfo Springs, is in the Highlands County Jail, charged with four counts of sexual battery on a physically helpless victim between ages 12 and 18 by a person over 18, and a single count of kidnapping to facilitate the commission of a felony. The case was first reported to the Special Victims Unit in April, and the crime took place in Highlands County. Anyone with information about this case or about any similar incidents is asked to call 863-402-7357 or email detectives at highlandssheriff.org. Your local events, Hardy Senior High School is hosting a homecoming tailgate party. Hardy High School alumni, students, parents, community members, staff, and former athletes are invited, but be sure to wear your orange and blue. Free hot dogs, chips, and water will be provided and it starts at 5.30 p.m. on October 16th. The Hardy County players present the legend of Sleepy Hollow at the historic Wachula City Hall Auditorium at 225 East Main Street. Showtimes are October 13th through the 15th and the 20th through the 22nd. Friday and Saturday shows begin at 7 p.m. and Sunday shows begin at 2.30 p.m. Doors open 30 minutes prior to each show and tickets are $10 for adults and $5 for children. They'll also have a premiere party on October 13th following the opening night performance. A separate ticket is required, and that is $20 for adults and $15 for students. And New Hope Elder Care Services is inviting everyone 60 and up to dine at their complimentary Thanksgiving dinner for seniors on Wednesday, November 15th at Florida's First Assembly of God Church. The feast includes roasted turkey and baked ham, green beans, mashed potatoes, gravy, stuffing, and Hi. Live entertainment will also be provided. There is no cost to attend, but you must pre-register by calling 863-773-2022 no later than November 3rd. Your jobs here in Hardy County, Alan J. Wachula is hiring a parts consultant. A valid Florida driver's license and knowledge of automotive parts are required. Hardy Correctional Institution is hiring a food service worker. Qualifications include a minimum age of 18, prior food preparation experience, and food safety certification. And Redlands Christian Migrant Association is hiring an infant toddler teacher. A high school diploma or GED is required. All these jobs and more at Indeed.com. The Hardy County Sheriff's Office, the Wachula and Bowling Green Police Departments, and law enforcement agencies nationwide remind you to do the 9 p.m. routine. Remember to check every door and window in your home at 9 p.m. tonight and ensure that it is securely closed and locked to help protect against burglary. Remember to do the same with your vehicles, removing any valuable something inside. By doing the 9 p.m. routine each and every night, you make your home a safer home. Remember, lock it or lose it. Be sure to send your job openings, news, or events to Hardy Midday. Hardy, M-I-D-D-A-Y at gmail.com, or you can message us on our Facebook page. Please remember to include any event brochures, pamphlets, or flyers with your message. They'll greatly assist us, and we'll read them on the air for you. Coming up, your local weather report and forecast, plus your agriculture, business, and sports news. Hardy Midday will return in just a moment. 
First National Bank of Wachula offers mobile banking. Download our mobile banking app and have instant access to your accounts. Check your balance and activity whenever you need to. Manage and pay your bills from almost anywhere. Check out mobile banking from First National Bank of Wachula. It's quick, easy, and secure. PartyMidday.com is your internet destination for area news, upcoming events, and so much more. Our new site combines the stories and events you'll hear on Hardy Midday, plus national happenings. Get an instant look at your weekly weather, plus live radar. Listen to past Hardy Midday shows, and you can even send us your events using our friendly message form. Write it down or make it a bookmark. www.hardymidday.com That's www.hardymidday.com Welcome back to Hardy Midday here on Rural Country 102.1 The Outlaw. It's time now for your weather report and forecast. 84 degrees out, feels like 92. Partly sunny skies with a 5% chance of rain. Your shade temperature is 88 degrees. Winds northeast at 12 miles an hour with gusts up to 21. Your air quality is fair. The maximum UV index is 4 moderate. Your humidity extremely humid at 69%. The dew point 73 degrees, 45% cloud cover, 10 miles of visibility and your cloud ceiling is 7,100 feet. Your Hardy County forecast for the cities of Wachula Bowling Green and Zolfo Springs last updated 10.52 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. This afternoon, sunny with highs in the upper 80s, northeast winds 10 to 15 miles an hour with gusts up to 25. Tonight, clear, lows in the lower 70s, northeast winds 10 to 15 miles an hour. Thursday, sunny, highs around 90, northeast winds 5 to 10 miles an hour, and Thursday night, mostly clear with lows around around 70 northeast winds at 5 to 10 miles an hour still looking ahead we do have some partly cloudy skies over the weekend and a slight chance of showers on tuesday that's your hearty midday weather report and forecast you're all caught up now so let's go to your agriculture news from the Ag Information Network, I'm Bob Larson with your Agribusiness Update. The USDA has extended the deadline for the Security Crop Multi-State Program request for application. On August 24th, USDA announced the SCMP program will fund up to $10 million in competitive grants. The program aims to strengthen the competitiveness of our nation's specialty crop industry through collaborative multi-state partnerships. Applications must be submitted electronically through grants.gov before midnight January 31st, 2024. Congress introduced new legislation to give organic producers the tools needed to increase their capacity, reach new markets, and grow their businesses. The Organic Market Development Act would codify an increased support for a newly announced USDA program aimed at solving supply chain gaps for the organic market through grants. In 2021, U.S. sales of organic food products reached $52 billion, nearly double sales in 2010. A new survey from the American Sugar Alliance shows American voters recognize the importance of agriculture. The poll says they want Congress to prioritize American farmers in the next farm bill, provide them with a strong and reliable safety net, and protect them from foreign businesses that could displace American farmers and workers and disrupt our national food supply. Almost two-thirds of the respondents said the national food supply should be less dependent on foreign suppliers. You've probably been told that to reach a millennial farmer, you have to go digital. Hmm. Facebook, Vimeo, YouTube, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn, an online publication, or maybe a podcast. Hmm. But which one? Oh, and how receptive is this age group to your sales pitch during non-work social time? Maybe the best place to reach a farmer with a farming solution message is when they are, well, quite frankly, farming. You know, it's easy for us to find them during the day as most farmers are behind the wheel of a pickup truck or farm equipment with the radio on listening to this station featuring the Ag Information Network news. If you'd like to deliver information about your terrific product or service, give us a call and we'll connect you directly with our community of loyal farmer listeners. Reach real farmers right here, right now as they listen to what is important to their farm operation. They trust us. They'll trust you. From the Ag Information Network, I'm Bob Larson with today's Agribusiness Update. 
Listen up, farmers and neighbors. SNS Irrigation and Farmer Supply can take care of all your irrigation needs, from house pumps to turbine service and backhoe service and more. Whatever your irrigation needs, including PVC pipes for pump and repair services, call owner and manager Randall Smith, 863-773-6255. Also on call if needed. That's SNS Irrigation and Farmer Supply, located at 127 North George Burris Avenue in Wachula. Open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. Cattle liquidation, a slower than expected process. With your Southeast Regional Ag News, I am Haley Ship. This is the Ag Information Network. A recent round of USDA numbers in regards to the number of cattle in feedlots offered little for major surprises, but still managed to contain one nugget of an unexpected element. Liquidation of the U.S. cattle herd is happening at a slower pace than expected. Dr. Daryl Peel, Oklahoma State University. No big surprises in this report. Uh, you know, we had uh, marketings in, in the month of August down uh, 6%, 94% of last year. Placements were 95% of last year. And the on-feed total coming into September was down about 2%, 98% of last year. For me personally, if there was any surprise in the report, and it's not a big surprise, and that's just the fact that it's been a slow process. As cattle numbers are pulled down, beef prices are at record levels. Cue that constant worry about whether or not consumers will continue to pay. So some consumers are not going to buy as much beef, but that's just because there isn't beef out there and we'll probably see higher prices. That's kind of the way markets work here when we get into tighter supplies. Um, but there are limits and certainly uh, we'll, we'll continue to push uh, against that uh, upper limit as, as hard as we can for the foreseeable future. Oklahoma State University Extension Livestock Marketing Specialist, Dr. Daryl Peel. For over 40 years, the Ag Information Network has been providing news and information for the most important industry in the world, agriculture. The Ag Information Network gives you worldwide updates from local producers to regional organizations, from major crops like wheat and corn to animal agriculture to specialty crops like apples, almonds, and cherries. We report on stories that mean the most to you. Online at aginfo.net, the Ag Information Network, trusted and transparent journalism lasting for the next generation. Impressions. On social media, they're peddled for pennies on platforms like Facebook that can be biased, even censored. So what are you really getting for your advertising dollar? I invite you to join the Southeast Regional Ag News Radio Program, where our impressions are priceless, where it's impossible to put a value on information that empowers farmers and ranchers. If you're a company that values the impression you have within our ag community, support this radio station by sponsoring the Southeast Regional Ag News Program. This has been your Southeast Regional Ag Report. And now for your business news, the stock market report and your sports news. With the Wall Street Business Report, I'm Bill Alexander. Top global automakers on Tuesday reported a rise in U.S. new vehicle sales for the third quarter. General Motors extended a strong year as it posted a 21% rise in U.S. sales. A New Jersey appeals court on Tuesday threw out a $224 million verdict against Johnson & Johnson that a jury had awarded to four plaintiffs who claimed they developed cancer from being exposed to asbestos in the company's powder products. Delta Airlines said it had been informed by one of its service providers that a small number of overhauled engines contain parts that do not meet documentation requirements. The company is working with the engine service provider to replace the affected parts. Negotiators for striking Hollywood actors resumed contract talks on Monday with representatives of major studios, television networks, and streaming services, marking the first time the two sides have returned to the bargaining table since mid-July. For the Wall Street Business Report, I'm Bill Alexander in Washington. With SRN Sports, I'm Michael Harrington. The big league playoffs are underway. The Twins won a playoff game for the first time in 19 years last night. Royce Lewis hit home runs in each of his first two at-bats to carry the Minnesota Twins to a 3-1 victory over the Toronto Blue Jays in the opener of their AL wildcard series. That ended Minnesota's record 18-game postseason losing streak. Lewis had a two-run shot off Kevin Gosman to left field in the first inning. He went deep to right leading off the third and became the third player in history to homer in each of his first two career postseason plate appearances. The Twins last won a game in the playoffs on October 5th, 2000. Four. I'm Geffen Coolbaugh. Elsewhere, the Rangers shut out the Rays 4 to nothing In the National League, Zach Wheeler struck out 8 and pitched into the 7th. Helped the Phillies to a 4-1 win over the Marlins. And Arizona downed the Milwaukee Brewers 6-3. to This is SRN Sports. 
Moving on to news of the NFL. The Green Bay Packers beleaguered and beaten up offensive line could get a boost from Monday night's game against the Vegas Raiders. Left guard Eglin Jenkins practiced on Tuesday as the team referred, uh, returned from a break following its Thursday night loss to the Lions. Jenkins has missed Green Bay's last two games of the sprained medial collateral ligament. Packers quarterback Eric Stokes also practiced Tuesday and his return from a foot injury that ended his 2022 season. Stokes will certainly not play against the Raiders, but Jenkins is hopeful he'll be able to go. Aaron Rodgers says he has an ankle injury in addition to the torn left Achilles tendon that he is rehabbing after surgery. Rodgers was wearing an ankle brace while walking on crutches on the sideline before the Jets' Sunday night loss to Kansas City, uh, causing a few questions. The 39-year-old Rodgers, though, says he is not ruled out returning this season, says his rehab from these injuries is ahead of schedule. This is SRN Sports. And now here's Chet with an exclusive interview with Sheriff Vent Crawford and Colonel Chip Roberts from the Hardy County Sheriff's Office. Thanks, Glenn. We're privileged to have Sheriff Crawford and Colonel Roberts in studio today. Sheriff... Thank you guys for joining us. I'm sure there are many topics we could delve into, but I'd like to know what's on your minds this morning. Well, thank you, Chet. Uh, appreciate being here. Appreciate you and JJ always uh, welcoming us back to uh, talk about things that have happened, are happening. Uh, uh, just the other day, uh, we went to the one-year anniversary. They called it a celebration because we we persevered and in a bad time right. uh, the after effects of hurricane ian uh, a real nice real nice uh gathering that we had uh, a lot of people went out and you know told stories seen videos on the wall had good food there from a couple of food trucks and uh, uh we were we were glad we weren't where we were a year ago. For sure, for sure. I saw a, a good turnout. I, I come by a couple of times, and there was quite a few people there. And, man, it just blows my mind how fast this year flew by. Yes, well, it's uh, we talked about it, you know, of course, you know, hurricane season and every storm that, you know, coming off the coast of Africa, we we kind of paid sure. a little more closer attention sure. to than than we did uh, the year before, based on that. But we come out of it, uh, you know, real well. Uh, very thankful that you know our pre planning was was come into play, and and uh, we actually did what we needed to do in a short period of time. Uh, unfortunately, the recovery period is still ongoing. Sure, and uh, when you dealing with uh, federal uh, funds and everything else. I got to understand that, you know, you you just can't dish them out. But That's because right. of right. that, it's an extremely uh, long time. We're not we're not haven't received all the funds that uh, we would like to have had uh, back from FEMA uh, yet ourselves. So those that you know that had bad problems with homes and the colonel had pretty bad problem with his home but dealing with uh fema and insurance companies again it's just one of those got to be patient deal sure. and, and uh it's it, it's just not fun you know going through an event like that reminds us all we're all on the same team and we're all neighbors and we're all family in a small community like this well and i i pointed that out uh so many times and I know that there are other places come to help and sure. everything else, but being born and raised here in Hardy County, it's just any type of disaster. And I can go back into 2004. I, I was not assigned actually here in Hardy County at the time. I was in Fort Myers, but uh, they reassigned me, you right, know, after right. Charlie to uh, run assistance up here because right. just the knowledge of the county and the people sure. of the county. Makes sense. We do, uh, we do have a, a couple of things that, that uh, we're, we're looking at this year. Um, we're we're going to continue the grant program that we're on. Um, so much of... Uh, you know, grant monies are available, and we're able to uh, to deal with that. And right. again, those those are things that come out of 
of you know disasters the availability of of certain things so um we're looking at uh working on a, a grant program this year awesome um like we did last year and the year before but uh we're just we're getting a little better at it we don't have a sure we don't have the grant writer capabilities but uh we we share that around and uh again uh colonel's always assisting us with uh, things of that nature and uh what what would this grant allow allow you guys to be able to do if if we can if this comes through as expected well there's several uh the colonel can touch on one for a records management system the one that we're working with right now is a uh, a system that the uh the sheriff's department's been on for 20 plus years oh wow yeah with the the technology and uh everything else there's uh there's a, a big advancement that uh, has I'm taken sure. place in that period of time and uh, that's just one grant uh, we've actually went through uh, the department of transportation mm-hmm. grants uh, we we put in for six of those okay a pretty good large sum mm-hmm. of money will come to us for that uh, we're working on a fentanyl grant right now um, talked about it this morning with uh Lieutenant Nicholson, and uh, there's several other small grants, bulletproof vests. Uh, I just got one today that I have to get in before the 31st of October, and it's uh, it's it's going to have something to do with uh, license plate readers, and actually okay. uh, something that we kind of needed during the hurricane was a mud boat. Okay. Uh, for the river, especially when the river gets uh, its pathways clogged by certain things, it's right. it's it's a little better to have a uh, uh, a vessel that will go over makes perfect sense trees yeah. and stuff yep. of that nature. Yep. So, but Colonel, you want to talk about that uh, records management system? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we applied for a $247,000 grant uh, through the state of Florida, and we were awarded those monies. And what that will do will allow us to meet statutory requirements in terms of how we report data to the state. Um, right now, the system that we're using, which is a CIS, stands for Computer Information Systems, it, uh, it's pretty outdated. Uh, I think it's about 25 years old, and it's not allowing us to record and capture data that's required by new laws. So we applied for this grant, and we were awarded again the money, and so we're looking forward to uh, implementing that. And hopefully within the first quarter of 24, uh, we'll have a new records management system, a new CAD system, which is our system that allows us to dispatch through our computers. And... um, a new jail management system so that we can uh, obviously keep track of all the inmates and you know it's a it's a wonderful program and uh, we're right. looking forward to uh, to launching it you know having served in public office I understand sometimes statutes change and and requires updates and stuff to be able to uh, um, to to meet that statutory requirement but this sounds like an amazing advancement from where you are currently uh, if it's been 20 years, this is probably going to be night and day for you guys. It is amazing. And, uh, you know, we sat through uh, demonstrations. You know, we go through probably uh, Zoom meetings with uh, with the vendor about every two weeks. And uh, they've sent uh, their representatives to the sheriff's office. Uh, so we're, we're in the phases now of providing them with information so they can load into the system. So essentially that platform is ours. You know, it's uh, – even though it has its own name, you know, all of right. the documents that lie within it and all the data that's captured, um, you know, it's ours. And, you know, it allows us, again, to meet those requirements set forth by new statutes. Sure. Well, that sounds awesome. I'm, I'm, sure, uh, I'm sure you guys are excited to see that get implemented. I think everyone at the sheriff's yeah. office is excited. A little <laughs> apprehensive with, uh, with something new. New technology is going to so. be a challenge. But sure. I think once everything is settled, I think uh, everyone will be very pleased with it. Right, right. That's awesome. Yep. Uh, the other, uh, the other uh, grant that we have received, we've yet to to uh, 
get the 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 full funding of it, but we will is a two hundred seventy five thousand dollar grant for a rapid DNA machine. Okay. And this rapid DNA and a lot of people, well, what does this do? Right. Well, it's right. The DNA. So you know, as far as you meet your criteria for us to swab your mouth, then mm-hmm. uh, you're wanted in another state. Your DNA is not going to lie. Right. So it's just a little bit better than your fingerprint, and uh, it's it's going to help us, you know, here locally. So is there is there DNA capabilities at the moment, or is this something yes. totally new? Yes, there is okay. at the moment. However, you send it off. And um, understood. Where FDLE has time enough to do it in mm-hmm. 90 days. Oh, wow. You know, we arrested you for burglary, and in 90 days it comes back that you're wanted out of Nebraska. Yeah, that's it's, a yeah. That's a good size period. Now, how fast will this, this be able to give you those results? 90 minutes. Wow. Yeah. So, wow. I mean, there'll be some, some uh, you know, that same deal will go, but it, it, it will help us uh, do, do it immediately. That's awesome. And lastly, on the, uh, I think on the uh, grants is those DOT grants. That, and if we get all of those, hopefully it'll be around $300,000. So uh, we're, we're excited about going after monies. Sure. You know, again, those monies are state and federal funded monies right. that locally we don't have to deal with, which is a, a plus for our local economy. Absolutely. Uh, do you want to touch on the uh, new office? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, J.J. actually mentioned it would come in, that there's a rumor that it's, you know, going to have a new sheriff's office, and uh, the rumor is, you know, true. Um, bottom line, we're, we're going after state appropriations money. Okay. Again, uh, not to tax our, our local people's monies and uh, the funding that we have here in Hardy County. Um so we're we're going after uh um you know monies from the state which we got some last year 6.1 million dollars to go ahead and start the administrative portion of the new um uh sheriff's department it'll be just north of town a little bit on 17. okay and we talked about it a little before we went on air and it was it was a uh it was a deal where uh bottom line where we're at's in a residential area uh taking somebody to the facility right. you're not in a hurry you know for right. the most part right. however for a call to where we need to be there we're going to speed through a residential area area which you know for over 30 years it's been that away and i'm sure there's been complaints but sure. uh as far as it it being a factor in hurting somebody uh we know of nothing of that nature but it's definitely something that we worry about a little bit uh you know going to these emergency calls going through uh the city of Wachula, where the new area will definitely be on 17 we can go north and south get in the right. county quick and have actually a uh, an entrance and an exit on Herbridge Road, okay. So we can actually get to the eastern portion of the county also a little quicker than than, than we are now. And what's the uh, is there what's the expected timeline of this? Well, textbooks probably two years. Okay, but okay. In reality probably closer to three, and uh, it's just according when they start the jail right. and right. how the contracts goes out and how quick we're able to to set up a floor plan. Okay, and is this uh, is this expected to be a larger facility than what what the sheriff's office currently is? Yes, or very similar. It's 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 going to be larger. The administration uh, building will definitely be uh, probably close to nine to ten thousand square feet larger than it is. Okay. Uh, so many years ago, I, and I'm I'm guessing Sheriff Dolbrine was the one who was you know the 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 head man at the time in facilitating what was going on thirty three sure. years ago. He had to look ahead. Sure. You know, and that's sure. the same way with me. You know, what expansion have we 
uh, are we going to do in the next 50 years? Uh, so, and the plot of land that's going to be purchased, is there room for, uh, you know, expansion in 50 years right. if the building's good? But uh, it's, it's going to be a little larger. The jail, as far as square footage, will probably be a little bit bigger. Uh, but as far as housing, it'll house probably about the same. Okay. Okay. Uh, another little something that I think uh, uh, I want the colonel to go ahead and talk about, and something we're very, very proud of, and I think we've mentioned it on the show before, uh, is our accreditation. Uh, colonel, you want to touch base on where we're at and all that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so in uh, February of 23, we were awarded our uh, FCAC accreditation through the jail. And uh, immediately upon receiving that uh, designation, we, we started launching our uh, processes to begin our administrative or law enforcement accreditation and you know that's one of the things that sheriff crawford uh talked about during his campaign and uh he's held true to that promise uh you know we have uh, been awarded one accreditation uh certification now we're moving on to the second one it's going to be a little bit more challenging uh but you know i think we're up to the challenge we've uh we've already met uh, one milestone according to uh fdle uh, so they've uh recently initiated this program where if you are in the process of accreditation, uh, they're now awarding certificates in tiers, and we've met the first of three tiers. Okay. Um, so essentially what we're doing now is we're looking through all of our policies, we're making edits, you know, we're drafting new policies, uh, we're obtaining documents that show that uh, what our policy is saying that we're doing, we are in fact doing. And, uh, you know, we're excited about uh, that. We're hoping that we can sign a contract, uh, I'm hoping, within the first quarter of 24. And uh, by then, it still gives us about two years to finish. But I think based on our progress through the accreditation process through the jail, I think we'll, we'll meet those deadlines well beyond that two-year cycle. We were about um, – we were awarded our jail accreditation about six months before the actual deadline. So, you know, we've got a bunch of great folks at the sheriff's office working there, helping us, um, you know, with this process. We just hired someone for the accreditation uh, as a specialist. So, you know, she's digging into the policies. So I think everybody's on board, and, and it's it's exciting for us. Now, let me ask you a quick question that – probably is common sense but i'm going to ask anyway what does uh, the sheriff's department getting obtaining these accreditations what benefit how does that benefit the citizens of hardy county well it, it shows that we are a pre professional organization um, and they know that when law enforcement services are provided to them they are being provided services from an accredited professional organization um, it shows that we have policies and procedures that say that we are doing and what we should be doing, and we're able to back it up, you know, from documents that uh, that, that that support that. Um, awesome. And then ultimately, um, it helps us with any types of lawsuits. You know, it it prevents um, it prevents lawsuits or it reduces uh, the likelihood or reduces. Uh, uh, the liability, so to speak, um, uh, of of any issues that may arise. Right. Well, that's great. Thank you. Well, you don't want your your daughter to go to an unaccredited school. Right. You don't want to go to a hospital and be operated on by an unaccredited hospital. Sure. So it, it's just one of those things where law enforcement is is held at a higher standard. So those professional. Uh, uh, regulations that accreditation forces you to have and then like the colonel said proofs that you're doing what right. you got wrote down if you don't have them you got it in policy this is what we do however you don't do it that way uh, it it's it's extremely beneficial to uh, uh, Hardy County 
as far as the Florida Sheriff's Association, they are in the process of helping every county that they possibly can that's going to be able to do and talk about those tiers, you know, get to tier one or tier two in that sure. uh, accreditation process to show that every county in the state is actually wanting to be accredited with these professional standards that are wrote down and uh, you got to abide by them. Right. So uh, right. it's one of those things where it, it it's there's so many different facets of the sheriff's office that accreditation will will just keep us you know up to date. I would assume it it assists in helping you be the best you can. Yes, with, yeah. with, with, without a doubt. And again, writing these professional policies that uh, again that's proven good as sure. a standard. Sure. Um, I'm uh, I'm part of the the uh, the uh, corrections part board of directors in the state, and have a meeting tomorrow. And what I'll be reviewing is other agencies wish to be accredited or reaccredited. Uh, tomorrow morning, I believe, uh, about ten o'clock, I'll be I'll be going over that, and. Uh, Again, if there's a problem, you know, the, the commission will go ahead and say that there is a problem and you're not going to do that. There's right. an exception. So it's not just once you do, you do it, you're done with it. Every three years you get reaccredited and uh, uh, every year you have to go ahead and advise the commission of the changes that you made by January 31st in this this past year if you don't do that again it's it's pretty strict once you get it it's hard to get it once you get it it's hard to keep it right so uh again to answer your question benefit it will be unbelievable that's awesome that's awesome you know, one of the things that uh, Sheriff Crawford allowed me to do is, you know, he mentioned that he's on a board uh, for FCAC. Um, a few months ago, I went to uh, the Daytona Shores Public Safety Institute, and uh, I was allowed to become an assessor. And so I've one of, I was one of three individuals that was able to go into that police department and review their policies to make sure that everything that they say they're doing, they were doing. And in November, I'll get to go to the uh, Charlotte County Sheriff's Office and do the same thing. So going to these different agencies allows me also to bring back ideas that we could implement sure. here or sure. maybe, um, you know, just help our own processes. That's awesome. Animal services. New dog. New dog, yes. You want to do the new dog? Well, we, uh, we, we, we purchased a new bloodhound. Is it a bloodhound or is it a lab? It's a lab. It's yes, a we, lab. Yeah, we purchased okay. a, a little yellow lab. Um, he's on the ground yesterday, as of yesterday, and so he's a um, – Mingo is his name. Okay. And uh, it's a drug-certified dog, and we're, we're hoping that uh, – It'll be a great asset to the sheriff's office and to the community. So he's, he's still young, uh, still training, but uh, we're looking forward to it. How long is the training process for a law enforcement? Dog? Well, there's different there's different hours based on the certification. So if, you are okay. a, if you're a, a single-purpose uh, handler and you're looking for just a patrol or an apprehension aspect of it, I think it's around 800 hours. Yeah. It's, oh, wow. It's ugly. To, wow ugly hours that's intense but, i mean you, you, that dog, understandably yeah, why that, it would need to be right i mean yeah. that dog uh does exactly what that handler tells it to do and it's tough on that dog to it it lives to do what it lives sure. to do just like right. every other uh dog that's trained and uh to be able to call him off once you know, the de-escalation period has occurred or the threat has lessened. Um, but I I don't know why anybody – I'll give up. There's so much liability. <laughs> For sure. I'll give up. There's so I much liability with uh, having a patrol dog that's, you know, trained, uh, uh, you know, to apprehend, you know, felons. I imagine. And yeah. uh, so, you know, we send all of our handlers. They, they go to training every month. Uh, whether it be to Polk County, Highlands County, or right here in Hardy County, um, you know, they, it's 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 essential that they maintain that, that proficiency in handling those dogs. Sure, um, it's the same with our narcotics dogs. You know, they they need to constantly, 
you know, be up to date on current trends and uh, just maintain their their training so that uh, we can provide the best service for uh, our you know our county. Right. Right. Yeah. And we did want to mention animal services. Uh, uh, Sergeant Trammell is over animal services. He does a wonderful job. We we uh, the old county animal control is is no longer we haven't changed the location it's still out there uh the number's not there anymore if you need animal services uh you uh, just dial the sheriff's office uh number of 863-773-0304 and you talk directly to dispatch uh, there is another phone at animal services when there's people out there then uh uh, you know, the, you'll answer a real, real live animal service officer. But uh, if they're not, and a deputy has to respond, um, dispatch will be the one that answers, and of course, to get all the information, just like okay. any other complaint. But uh, we're we're proud of where we are. We're not where we want to be, of course. Uh, but uh, we we've got some excellent reviews. Uh, on what we have done thus far. Um, people care about animals and some people don't care about animals and both of those people are the ones who own animals. Sure. So uh, the opinions are different and uh, we, we, what we try to do is talk to that, that medium person. Um, uh, we're, we're, we don't want to kick dogs and, you know, all all animals uh, can't live, you know, and that's that's so unfortunate. But uh, people don't spay and neuter their animals. They let them run loose. They become pregnant, and there's more animals. So what we're trying to do is definitely uh, meet everybody in the middle and uh, enforce some of uh, the ordinances involving uh, animal services and uh, so far uh, we're on that path to really make it make a difference in, right. than, than what it has been in the past um, we are always open for adoptions um, and uh, we can talk to Mr. Zachary or uh, uh, Miss Montana out there or Sergeant Trammell and uh look at those animals to be adopted we, we we have cats and dogs right now that's probably ready for for adoption if they're not they can be within uh, a week or so now if we have listeners that's interested in adoption is this something that they can find on the sheriff's department website or on the county website uh there's going to be an animal services uh website uh with our website and i'm not sure that we have a link on there i'm thinking we may uh, now it uh, it sometimes takes a little time to get our, our website updated, but uh, as far as a link, uh, I don't know if it's on our alert uh, page or not. Okay. But, uh, we definitely uh, we definitely I think the old number was seven seven three twenty twenty three or twenty three twenty. It's been disconnected. Okay. So uh, those people who have that number saved are on the refrigerator. Again, just call the sheriff's office, and uh, we'll we'll make sure that uh, we'll send somebody out there. Okay, and that sounds awesome. And if uh, um, if someone was interested in adoption, would they contact the sheriff's department also? Yes. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. Uh, and again, we'll give them the number to write straight out to Sergeant Trammell or uh, Mr. Zachary, and they'll they'll go through the process awesome. and come on out. And uh, I was out there Saturday uh, during adoption time. There's nobody out there adopting an animal, but but uh, even on Saturdays between 10 and 12 o'clock, uh, we're, we're uh, adopting animals. Awesome. Awesome. Um, well, I just I want to just touch on a couple things. Uh, you know, we have a very active social media. Uh, so if any of you aren't uh, following us on Facebook, please do so. And uh, Sheriff Crawford mentioned our app. You know, we have a very active um, app on either your Android or your uh, Apple devices. And uh, we have we have someone that's monitoring that constantly. Um, 
they push out um, any type of alerts that we may have, whether it be weather-related, traffic-related. It's it's constantly updated, and uh, you know you'll get you'll get alerts throughout the night. You know on things that that are important in the community. So uh, you know we've been complimented highly on our social media recently, and you know we've uh, we've taken great pride in uh, maintaining that that platform and and it's just an extension of community policing because it it allows you know the community to see what we are doing and um, so if you're not following us please consider following us on Facebook yeah I definitely would give you guys all the all the uh, uh, thanks and, and appreciation in the world for the job that you're doing uh, with social media uh, coming from somebody I use social media to to make a living and um so i'm on there all the time on multiple different platforms and you guys do a stellar job with your social media thank you chad we appreciate that i mean it's it's one of the things where it's it's the same way with the website and uh things of that nature uh if it's not up to date it's that's right i mean and there's one thing about uh you know the the social media pages Chet can put something on there, uh, you know, one week, and I look at it and comment on it. It comes right on back, and it's already a week old. Um, right. I, I I don't like that part of it, but again, you you say something about your post, sure. it, it's going to bring it back to uh, 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 just like it was yesterday. If you don't look how long it's been on there. So we're not sure about, uh, you know, the time part of it, but uh, we we try to we try to put out what needs to be put out. We don't want to be too quick to put things out. Of course, if it's a criminal investigation, there's just certain things we can't put out. Right. Uh, dealing with, uh, you know, school situations, it's always uh, the parents are going to want to know immediately what's going on because their child may be unsafe. Criminal investigations going on, and maybe some things can't be put out, and it's just you caught between a rock and a hard place in law enforcement. Sometime where uh, things are not as 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 quick getting out as need to, and it's the same way with uh, uh, the school. You put something out, I mean, you'll you'll shut down communications. Sure, you will shut down communications. Uh, you know. Our dispatch center will get overloaded. There's one thing that I don't want you to do is call 911 and uh, could you hold? You know, some machine right. gets on right. there and says, could you hold? And, uh, again, all that is thought about. And uh, uh, sometimes there's a delay just basically coming up with the wording. Uh, we, we had a situation one time where we, we put out that the individual was recovered. And we didn't put alive, and we didn't put right. and people. I mean, that was the biggest thing about sure. the whole post. We shouldn't have put it that way. Well, we tried to get it out there as quickly as we possibly Understood. could. And as far as uh, everybody thinking about, well, that's the wrong buzzword. That's right. Gonna, right. It just it just didn't happen. But uh, well, most of us understand and appreciate the caution. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It, it it it's something that we're proud of and again we, we try to be transparent we try to be positive we know there's there's negative thing that happens in our 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 line of work but uh uh there's a positive line into everything and that's what we try to look for sure um what else have we got going on uh posse clay shoot oh yes posse clay shoot uh that's going to be the 14th uh we wanted to mention that of this month of this okay. month uh i'm thinking there's a couple of positions still open um again uh sergeant trammell is the contact person for the posse along with captain bo rich okay. uh, he's a, a captain of the posse um, it's going to be down at uh, Square One in between Arcadia and uh, Lower Lake Placid out on State Road 70. Uh, a lot of good things happen with the monies that the posse uh, uh, gets with this. Uh, last year they were, I believe, nine 
thousand uh, dollar scholarships that was provided awesome. to our high school students, and I think they have money actually tucked away for one or two individuals that wants to go to an LE or law enforcement academy. Uh, That's awesome. So. Um, they're they're real proud of the program it's been two years both of them has been great successful years and we just want to definitely thank all the sponsors out there the past two years uh helping us out and and those sponsorships have sold out again i think this year and uh it, it's it's just a good cause for the local community sure. that sure. the the sheriff's posse likes to uh likes to do each and every year and I think uh, the Halloween last year we did a Halloween drive-through at the sheriff's office. Okay. Um, a big success. A lot of candy given out in a safe area. Sure. And uh, uh, deputies or myself and the colonel and and or uh, volunteers that will help us if there's a lot of traffic. Uh, we get candy to the kids and uh, That's again, awesome. it, it's 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 a safe. It's a safe area, and uh, we're we're we give them pretty good amount of candy. And, uh, <laughs> we don't hold back. No. But uh, I'm sure the parents enjoy that a little later. <laughs> I think that's going to be the Saturday before uh, Halloween. I can't remember twenty eighth, twenty seventh, something of that nature. Twenty eighth, twenty eighth, and uh, that's a tentative date for that. And I know that's early on, but. Uh, we wanted to get those two things out at least, and we have, we're forgetting something. But and I'm sure these the the dates uh, that we've discussed here today we'll be able to find on uh, social media. You guys, social media, and I'm sure the radio station here on their Facebook page will have a lot of this stuff out too. Oh yeah, so JJ's a big help to us. He is there. He is there. You guys are wonderful. All right. Well, if we've covered everything, once again, a big thank you to Sheriff Crawford and Colonel Roberts for being here with us today. We'd also like to express our deep gratitude to all law enforcement officers and their unwavering dedication and service to public every day. Till next time, I'm your host, Chad Huddleston. And with that, we'll hand it back to Glenn. And that concludes our time with Hardy Midday today, brought to you by the speed, smiles, and service you'll always find at Hardy County's hometown bank since 1960, First National Bank of Wachula at 406 North 6th Avenue, right here in Wachula, and always online at fnbwachula.com. Your quote for today, when I see ads on TV with someone smiling while mowing the lawn, the only thing I want to buy are the meds they must be on. Tune in tomorrow for the latest in Hardy County news and information. I've been Glenn, and we will see you then. Until then, have a great and safe and cool rest of your day, folks. For a recording of today's show, send an email with the date of the show requested to hardymidday at gmail.com. Hardy Midday shows may not be sold or redistributed without the express written consent of WAUC Radio and Hardy Broadcasting. The news and event information presented in this show has been verified to the best of our ability. Please contact us if any errors are found. This has been Hardy Midday, a production of Hardy Broadcasting, LLC.